ازکم کار Welcome to the second season of Think Arctic, an award-winning podcast powered by GCI that explores the issues facing the Arctic and its stakeholders. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Holly Noland. In this episode, we visit the 2018 Alaska Federation of Natives Conference in Anchorage and speak with Arctic Youth Ambassador Esau Sanuk about climate change and connectivity in his hometown of Shishmaraf, Alaska. Esau, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Think Arctic. Thank you for having me. So you're an Arctic Youth Ambassador. Tell me a little bit about what that means. So we're all different types of youth from all different types of communities all across Alaska. We advocate, we raise awareness of different platforms, different venues, um, different issues. So we all focus on different um, ways of advocating for our community and being a leader for our community. Okay, and you're from Shishmaraf? Yes. Tell me a little bit about your story and growing up there. You know, Shishmaraf, I've been living there uh, all my life up until I was 18, then I moved to Fairbanks. Uh, but ever since I was a kid, I realized that Shishmaraf is eroding and uh, is susceptible to climate change and, and uh, rising sea levels and storm surges. So back in 2015, Allison Warden came to Shishmaraf and she uh, asked my class if we wanted to go to Paris for the uh, conferences of parties or COP21 at the time it was called where the Paris Accord was signed um, I was able to attend that and I applied for the ambassador program and through the ambassador program I was able to to tell my voice tell my story that Chishmaraf is uh, eroding away is washing away because of climate change and we are uh, being forced to relocate our village because uh, of climate change. So uh, that's my little spiel of my story. That must be pretty tough to watch the community that you grew up in um, go through that. I mean, what is that like to see that? It's, it's hard. It's really hard. You know, when you have friends and family members voting a certain way or thinking a certain way um, can be tough sometimes, you know, when you talk to people, when you talk to the leaders that we have now in our community um, and the way that they're going about relocation, um, it can be really hard. What are some of the implications of this erosion? Can you describe somebody who maybe isn't familiar with that, that the impact? Can you talk a little bit about that? So my grandparents' house fell into the ocean along with another house. And if you look up Shishmaraf in Google and go to images, you'll see a house tipped over on the side. That house isn't there anymore. You know, this is real life uh, effects of climate change. You know, we're being forced to lose our homes, being forced to lose our land, and um, being forced to to pay about 200 to 250 million dollars for relocation. Um, so the implications 
of climate change is real for communities like Shishmaraf and also Nutak and Kivalina and other communities affected by climate change. If, what is your message to those that are making decisions about um, what should, things that should happen in, in the Arctic and, and addressing climate change? What, what is your message to them? <clears throat> My message to them is to think about the future, think about our future, because we're not going to be here forever. So we have to think about our future, our lands, our, our sacredness, our indigenous women also, because there's a lot of uh, uh, news right now about the missing indigenous women and being murdered and killed. So be an ally or, or help out or support uh, our uh, indigenous women too would be great. And going out to every community or a few communities, not just Anchorage or Fairbanks, Juneau, Sitka, you know, these uh, hubs or these cities, you know, actually go to the village and see what's wrong, see what uh, they can do to help out. Um, because like Valerie Davidson, uh, Honorable Lieutenant Governor Valerie Davidson said, she's proud to be a village girl and I'm proud to be a village uh, boy. So, you know, my aspiration is to uh, actually run for governor. So uh, wow. thanks to uh, our indigenous leaders, uh, that's how I was inspired to go into politics. Tell me a little bit about some of your experiences as an Arctic Youth Ambassador and what that has allowed you, like wh what types of events have you gone to? What has that experience been like? So my experience was amazing. Once in a lifetime opportunity I was able to attend uh, COP21 in Paris for the Paris Accord. I was able to march in D Washington, D.C. to keep oil on the ground. I was able to talk in front of 3,000 people at the Aspen Ideas Festival in Aspen, Colorado. Uh, not to toot my own horn, but I was able to receive a few reward awards, uh, one from the White House. Uh, and I accepted it on behalf of my community and the people that helped me because I'm just one person. I can't do this alone. And uh, over the past three years, I've been getting support and love and uh, help from my community, from people I meet, uh, from my friends and from, from my family. So thanks to them, I was able to, to do this type of work and also the ambassador program because that gave me the platform to travel and to share my story through these different venues. Wow, that's amazing. Had you ever been um, to another country before joining the Arctic Youth Ambassadors? So going to Paris was my second time out of Alaska and the first time out of the state. So it was really eye-opening for me to see all these buildings and all these people when you're landing in, on the airport, you know, at 8 in the morning when the sun's just coming up and the twilight is going over all these seems like millions of houses as far as the eye can see you know i was on top of the eiffel tower and everywhere around me 360 view i was able to see uh millions and millions of people and all these houses just scattered across wow that's incredible <laughs> so are you is the arctic um Ambassador program is that is that done for right now or is it when does it conclude? So uh, the the ambassador program ends next year. 
Okay. Um, with the chairmanship of the Arctic Flora and Fauna uh, moves on to a different country, the United States was the chair of the uh, U.S. Ar the Arctic Flora and Fauna Working Group. So uh, when it first started in 2015, we were uh, the chair of the Arctic Council, the United States. So that's how the ball was rolling on this ambassador program was like, hey, we're, we're the chair of the Arctic. We should have some youth be representing our communities. So uh, that's how we first started is through the Arctic Council. But next year is the end. Hopefully not the end. Hopefully it will be picked up. But uh, hopefully we'll, we'll see it continue. Okay. Okay. Um, so do you still live in Shishmaraf? I currently go to school at the University of Alaska Fairbanks. Okay. Uh, I graduated with my associates in tribal management, uh, continuing with Alaska Native Studies. That's great. Good for you. When you were growing up in, in your community, what were the options in terms of for receiving health care? You know, a lot has changed since I was a kid. You know, this new technology, new connectiveness that we have. Uh, across the state. You can actually call in, you know, Skype via Skype uh, with a doctor from, you know, Anchorage or from Nome. You know, you, when I was a kid, you, you had to travel to, you know, Anchorage just to get seen for simple things. Um, but you can actually Skype a doctor now, which is crazy. And the technology that our nurses and our health aides have now is is really improving our healthcare. Um, Why is that important um, for for people in the community not to have to travel to receive healthcare? You know, in in rural communities, it takes forty five minutes to an hour just to get to Nome, at least from Shishmaraf. So, with the new technology in healthcare that we have now, being able to provide and treat our our people in the communities uh, quickly is very important because it's a matter of life or death out there in the community, whether or not the plane is right there on the ground or, or if it will come in the next 20 minutes. You know, having the, the, the equipment, the instruments, and the technology to care for our people right there on that spot is very crucial. Great. Is there anything else that you want to add that we haven't talked about that you want to just get your your message out there about um, you know th things that are happening in your community, your story? I'll give it I'll give it to you. So another thing that uh, connectiveness and technology has improved our economy is through Facebook and through the internet. You know we have a lot of artists um, from Shishmaraf that are very reliant on uh, their arts and crafts, you know, their livelihood, that's their livelihood. So having technology and internet and service, uh, you know, cell phone service is very important. It, it really helps our people out because we're, we're now able to, to post on Facebook and share it to how many people wants to see it, thousands of people. You know, it's very important because our, our artists they rely, some rely heavily on that income to live uh, and to continue living that traditional lifestyle and to have that type of economy uh, because about 29-30% of our working population uh, or population in general in Shishmaraf is uh, under the poverty line. So 
how we supplement that is through our artwork and through our other means of uh, community. You know, everyone in the community is family. We all look out for one another. We all share food and have a good time together. So uh, thank you. Thank you, Esau, and thank you listeners for joining us for another episode of Think Arctic. You can find our regular podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spreaker. And if you enjoy what you hear, please like, review, and share our podcast. Until next time.